It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. Well, all right. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. It is PTL time. I know I did. Uh, we'll get into the weekend and its festivities, but boy, do we have a lot to get into today. I hope you're joining us on the PTL Vegas YouTube fan page. If you're not there, you could be on the PTL Vegas Facebook page and uh, possibly uh, you could also, uh, uh, Chris, you're going to have to turn off your phone because we hear an echo. Chris Wynn making a mistake five seconds into the show already, <laughs> uh, but uh, we got a lot to get to today. Chris Wynn joining me in studio, of course, because it's a Monday. Uh, we're going to talk, of course, about Donald Trump being in the news. It appears as though he's going to be indicted tomorrow, so we are going to dive into that. Boy, do we have a fun guest coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, I love this guy. His name is uh, David B. Wheeler. He's the president of Muckrackers Pack Incorporated. He's basically responsible for the reason why Madison Cawthorn lost his reelection campaign. And now he's filed a lawsuit against Lauren Boebert. He's the guy who came out with the information about Lauren Boebert being a possible sex worker back in the day, (laughs) among other things. Boebert threatened to sue him. She never did. And now he's suing her for defamation. So this is a very interesting story. Um, and we're going to get into that coming up here at the bottom of the hour. David uh, is the president of Muckrackers Pack, and he's going to be joining us to talk about that lawsuit against Lauren Boebert. Coming up in hour number two, Hall of Fame coach, former NBA coach, former NCAA tournament final four. Uh, he's taken four different teams to the NCAA tournament. Hall of Fame coach Lon Kruger will be joining us in hour number two to break down what is the Sweet 16. And I am just so amped up and excited for this Gonzaga-UCLA game in Las Vegas, man. I just can't wait for it. I am giddy. Uh, not to mention that we got a pretty good other Sweet 16 uh, game with the uh, Musselman in town, Arkansas, uh, as well. Uh, and UConn, my UConn Huskies. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Chris Wynn in the house. Chris, how was your weekend, my friend? It was great. Obviously, uh, all kinds of stuff going down. Uh, we're, we're big college basketball guys, as you expect. So, uh, you know, the drama that is March Madness was uh, on full display yep. this weekend. Uh, we've got a good mix of uh, teams that were expected to be in the mix when it comes to winning a national championship. And then, of course, the Cinderella's, right, that uh, yep. had come down. Of course, uh, also got a chance to cover some uh, VGK hockey as the Golden Knights were in town and uh, got a big win yesterday as well, too. So uh, all kinds of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on, but let's start with the biggest news story of the day. It's the biggest news story of the week. It's the big, it's going to be the biggest story for many, many weeks, months, and maybe even years to come. It appears as though Donald Trump is going to be indicted tomorrow in the Stormy Daniels case. Uh, the former president, Donald Trump, making more headlines because uh, not only did he say expected to be arrested on Tuesday, but now he's calling for people to protest. And some people are saying that's incitement of violence. I don't know what this country is going to look like tomorrow. And if we're going by Donald Trump's word, and it seems to be verified by people that are close to the situation, that the Manhattan DA, yes, that's what they're doing. They're going to indict Trump on this. Um, so here's my uh, opinion on this. If the law was broken, go after any politician if they actually broke the law. I don't see this story as serious as, say, what he did with Georgia election officials and trying to overturn the outcome of the election. Uh, could it be campaign violence? finance violations? Yes. Could it be the fact that he lied in documents to cover up this hush money payment? Yes. 
I got to be honest with you, as much as I hate Donald Trump, and trust me, you're not going to find anybody that hates Donald Trump more than I am. Donald Trump's a despicable human being, a liar, a coward. But I don't love this case because, number one, he's not going to go to jail for it. Uh, is it a possibility that it could be a felony? I guess it's possible. I think it's going to be very difficult for the prosecutors to prove that in a courtroom. But there is also a side of me that says I will have a smile on my face if he is finally indicted. I do not believe that our justice system should be politicized. I do not believe that our justice system um, should be going after people because of their political affiliation. But keep in mind, this is not the only legal troubles that Donald Trump has. This is not it. There are plenty of other legal problems when it comes to uh, you know, his charities and family members that have stolen from his charities, the money that Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump accepted from other entities like China and the Saudis. Uh, there's also, of course... The a pressure on electors that he that that took place in Georgia. We have phone calls to prove that he has. And let, we're, I'm not even bringing up the uh, the the Mar-a-Lago situation with the uh, classified documents. So there's a lot of stuff going on with Donald Trump. I think this is probably the weakest of all the cases. But again, I don't have all the evidence. And we're gonna have to wait and see how this happens, Chris. But uh, it's interesting because people on the right, Chris like the Jim Jordans of the world, you know, they're, they're trying to go after the DA and they want more information. The DA in Manhattan doesn't have to answer to any politician in Washington, D.C. Let me also remind all of you, it was the Republicans that started the phrase, lock her up, when there was no proof, no evidence that Hillary Clinton broke the law or did anything wrong. Eight investigations into Benghazi. And yet the Republicans out there, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. You can't go after a former president. You can't indict a former president. The Republicans are the ones that came up with the phrase, lock her her up. It is the definition of hypocrisy. And by the way, it was Jim Jordan that refused to testify and and uh, abide by the subpoenas that were given to him and many other Republicans when it come to the January 6th committee. So, you know, Jim Jordan has zero credibility. We know that many of these Republicans have zero credibility. Let's not weaponize the FBI. Let's not go after, you know, politicians, whether it be a former president, if you don't like them. They did the exact same thing to Hillary Clinton. This is the definition of hypocrisy. And I say, let the chips fall where they may. Well, here's the thing, Brian. Let me clarify a couple of things. First of all, uh, an indictment's legal accusation against someone suspected of committing a crime. Okay, indictments are filed after a grand jury investigation, so uh, it's they're not necessarily uh, a situation where he's going to get immediately arrested. Okay, so let's not act like we're going to see Donald Trump do a perp walk tomorrow. Okay, that's not necessarily going to be the case. An indictment is an indictment. Uh, someone actually gets arrested. That's another thing. So, uh, yes, while obviously as someone who believes that Donald Trump has committed crimes that are worthy of him being arrested or in fact being charged and possibly being, you know, going to trial and actually, you know, being, you know, actually, uh, being charged with a crime, I, I still, I still think that we're a little bit of a distance from that. That being said, uh, you're exactly right when it comes to the hypocrisy and the approach. That's being taken by MAGA and the right with respect to Donald Trump and all things that have gone on here. There's been a, there's been plenty of smoking guns, folks. Let's be completely honest here. It's, it's beyond ridiculous that we're grown adults and we've been talking about this for months on going on years now on situations where you can call a spade a spade. You can see something that is wet. That is happened to be happens to be wet. You can see something that happens to be, uh, you know, what is black is black and what is white is white. And yes, the situation in Georgia where you have the former president of the United States, you know, actively 
trying to elicit votes from the Secretary of State in the state of Georgia. It's plain as day that he, he tried to interfere in that election in Georgia. We have a situation where you have minions of the former President of the United States, like Michael Cohen and his, and his financial advisor in New York City, going to prison, being charged with crimes and being convicted of crimes. People that worked for Donald Trump going to prison and facing charges. Yet the former president faces nothing. And what do Republicans and the people like Jim Jordan and others and Marjorie Taylor Greene and these people that are morons come out and say, well, what about Hillary Clinton? And what about Joe Biden? Hunter's and what about up. Hunter Biden? <laughs> when they've been charged with nothing, okay, and, and, and bringing it up in, in whataboutism. In regards You're talking to about that. So it's to me, it's a, a lot of this is is a dog and pony show, to be quite honest with you. Mm -hmm. And we'll wait and see. You just said you just used the phrase, you know, we'll see where the chips fall. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the rubber actually meets the road and actually people, you know, and actually serious people, i.e. DAs follow through. They have the information in yeah. front of them. They have the evidence in front of them. And actually, there is some yeah. type of conviction. And the former president of the United States yeah. faces the music so if that you, uh, people under him have already faced. So if you uh, if you listen to right-wing echo chamber radio, some of them are making it out to be, oh, this is going to help Donald Trump. This is going to help him, and it's going to make him more popular. Those people are buffoons. Well, no, uh, what they're Jim, talking about is his base, though. Jim, they're Jim, talking about his ba solidifying Jim, his base. The, peop the MAGA Jim, crowd so, is going to use this as if, oh, the former president's being persecuted. The so, former president's being punished by the left wing. So, that's what they're going to say. So, yes, there are, there are, yeah. there's right-wing echo chamber radio yeah. hosts out there that are trying to make the claim that this is going to make Donald Trump uh, ever more popular. My opinion on that is that's absolutely not true. This is not going to help Donald Trump, and this is not going to help Republicans. In regards to Jim Jordan, uh, let's remind uh, everyone out there that he refused to comply with a subpoena issued to him by the January 6th committee. Now he's demanding the DA, Alvin Bragg, and other Democrats testify. I mean, it is it is absolutely the definition of hypocrisy. Ted Lieu uh, put out a pretty good tweet earlier today. The Democrat in Washington put out a tweet that said, Jim Jordan, local prosecutors, including DA Bragg, owe you nothing. In fact, it's illegal for you and the judiciary GOP to interfere in an ongoing criminal investigation or a criminal trial if there is one. He's absolutely right. What Jim Jordan is doing is literally illegal. It's illegal. And all these Republicans are now going on the offensive. Uh, of course, they're, they're defending uh, Donald Trump. Listen, here's what happened, folks. In layman's terms, here's what happened. You don't need to go into the weeds here. Donald Trump had unprotected sex with Stormy Daniels. Is that a crime? No. Does it make him a bad guy? Yes. Uh, uh, you know, he has unprotected sex with a porn star months after his wife has, has Barron. Okay, makes him a bad guy. That's not why we're talking about this. We know Donald Trump is a serial cheater, right? That's not why we're talking about this. The reason why we're talking about this, and I think Michael Cohen certainly has something to say about this, is we're in regards to the $130,000 hush money payment that was that, that they tried to keep under the rug a day before the presidential election uh, that possibly may have broken campaign finance laws. And what makes this even worse are the laws that allegedly were broken to cover up this payment. That's what makes it illegal. Any reasonable person already knows that Donald Trump is a serial cheater. 
He's beyond disrespectful in the way he's treated women his entire life. That's not what this case is about. It's not about a statement he made, and it's not about a, a character flaw. This is about whether the law was broken or not. Now, apparently, the DA in Manhattan believes he has enough evidence, and a grand jury believes that there is enough evidence to prove that Donald Trump may have committed a felony. And if that is the case, then let the chips fall where they may, and let's see if he is convicted of a crime. And if he's not convicted of a crime, then people can go out there and go after the DA and say this was a mistake and this was wrong. I have no problem with that, but let's wait and see what happens. And I don't know what the outcome is going to be here because I don't have all the information, but in layman's terms, it appears to me that they probably did everything they could and they probably did break the law. When I say they, I mean Trump and his attorneys to try to cover up this hush money payment so it didn't get out there publicly and they probably broke the law. And if they did, including Trump, and I, I would imagine this was at the directive of Donald Trump, then he deserves to be convicted. Uh, and this will destroy- But here's the deal, Brian. Here's the deal. We already have some information on that. We have Michael Cohen, his former- attorney who facilitated the payment my friend mm -hmm. he had he went to he was actually charged with a crime went to prison correct okay spent time at, you know and got out early whatever but we already have that information so the public already does have that information on that case by the way yes it's just that that case is the one that is being focused on right now yeah. and that he will get that it appears he's going to get indicted but the idea that donald trump you know, is not someone who has committed more crimes is ridiculous. The situation in Georgia is absolutely a crime that took place with respect to election fraud, in my opinion. And and in a lot of legal experts, I mean, and I'm not a legal expert, okay? I'm just someone that's sitting back watching as I'm just some talking head in Vegas observing it. All right. The situation in Mar-a-Lago, right? Where he essentially obstructed you know, uh, people in Washington, D.C. from getting in, from getting documents right in his Mar-a-Lago estate. You know, he basically was, you know, was not cooperative whatsoever in that situation. You know, there's absolutely stuff that went down there in that situation. And it's been swept under the rug because he's because Donald Trump, he was the former president. So we got to you know, we we got to we got to use kid gloves with him on this situation. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous, to be honest yeah. with you. So, we'll, so uh, it, the. It's it's a whole kind of pattern that's yeah. taken place here, I and there are multiple spots I can't in which he could be charged with I a crime. I can't imagine that the DA in Manhattan would go through with this, and they would go through with this in, in New York unless they had some pretty ample evidence that they believed they would get a conviction. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens, but here's a guy that was asked about this. And if, if you look up the word pathetic in the dictionary, Mike Pence will be right in front of it. Mike Pence is just pathetic because he had another opportunity over the weekend in an interview, I believe, with ABC – to speak out about this, and and he decided to defend the orange turd once again. Listen to what Mike Pence had to say, Chris, about this whole Stormy Daniels possible indictment situation. In the back at the idea of indicting a former president of the United States um, at, a, at a time when there's a crime wave in New York City that... The fact that the Manhattan DA thinks uh, that uh, indicting President Trump is his top priority, I think, is just tells you everything you need to know about the radical left in this country. It just feels like a politically charged prosecution here. Uh, and I, for my part, uh, I just feel like it's just not what the American people want to see. All right. So let me be very clear. First of all, Mike Pence does not speak for me. 
I'm an American person. And Mike Pence, you are a clown. You are a coward. You are a fool. You have no backbone. Maybe the only honorable, I wouldn't even say it honorable, but good thing you did as vice president was not attempt to overturn the outcome of the 2020 election. Mike Pence right there had another opportunity to not kiss the ring of Donald Trump. He had another opportunity to say the right thing. And Pence was asked about, you know, Donald Trump going on Truth Social and basically putting out the comment, uh, which was, uh, you know, protests. He wants protest and, and that could cause violence. Mike Pence had the opportunity to do the right thing. And once again, he didn't. And then you have Mike Pence in this interview saying that, you know, this is the uh, the liberal left and, you know, basically saying that this is just a political witch hunt, the same things that Donald Trump says. But yet Mike Pence has no problem talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. Mike Pence has no problem in leading a charge to investigate Hillary Clinton, lock her up. Mike Pence had no problem speaking negatively about the Biden administration and, and alleged crimes that were committed, and there's no evidence of that. Mike Pence has no problem doing that. But when it comes to the orange turd and the guy that incited the January 6th insurrection, when many of those white supremacists who stormed the Capitol were chanting, hang Mike Pence. And yet Mike Pence in an interview over the weekend still defending Donald Trump. I think that's all you need to know about Mike Pence. Now, listen, Mike Pence never is never going to be an elected official ever again. He has no chance at winning the presidency. But the fact that he sat down for an interview and he continues to kiss the ring of Donald Trump is all you need to know about Mike Pence. I want to open up the fine lines, Chris. Then I want to get your reaction. 702-221-7283. And again, if you want to be a part of the conversation, I'll open up the phone lines now. That number 702. 702- 221 Yeah, a couple things, Brian, on those comments by Mike Pence. First of all, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. All right. He's made the comments saying it is a main priority of the district attorney of New York. Not, not true. Okay. It can absolutely just be a situation where it's one of the priorities of the district attorney of New York. Okay. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, Mike Pence says, well, it feels like it's a political persecution. Well, it can feel like that to you, Mike Pence. It probably does, and it feels like that. I'm sure a lot of you MAGA people out there that just get mad that that Donald Trump is being is facing charges like this, or is facing criticism, or is facing the possibility of arrest, or is facing this and facing that. Yes, because you are all butthurt because the former because you're all just so you know in line with the former president of the United States. All right, these are serious charges. All right, they look to be absolutely positively legitimate yeah and there is a reason why it's being done it's not being done because it's quote unquote the left wing of going after donald trump or left wing district attorneys or left wing legal people that is not a thing it's not true another bs point of view and 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 take Coming from right wingers and MAGA. Well, it's expected. 702 221 7283 is the number to call. Again, that number if you want to be a part of the conversation. 702 221 save. Uh, let's go to Harold first. Harold is first up on pushing limits. I believe that's line two, isn't it? Harold is first. Harold, what's up? Harold, how's it going, man? Georgetown and St. John's are back. Ed Cooley, Rick there, there's Pitino. a guy. There's a guy who likes to call in and just yell into the microphone, or yell into that's, the phone. That's part for the course. and just start babbling. <laughs> hey, come on, man, come strong or don't come at all. All right, it's PTL Vegas with Brian Shapiro and what did he see win on Monday? His, don't, I, yeah. I'm a little upset that I wanted can you to get stop. I wanted can you to stop, get his picks. sir. Yeah, so, 
Oh, Terrible. What was his pick? Oh, okay. 702-221-7283. Uh, let's go to Carl. Carl is next up. Hopefully it's a better call. What's up, Carl? Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, I think it's a little better. I have uh, my 100% of my brains, not 10%, so I think I'll be a better call. But anyway, uh, listen, uh, uh, let me ask you a question. If your family and yourself was threatened uh, with death, would you still be a friend of the person who did that? No, of course uh, not. P- Pence, Pence did that. Yeah, Pence because he's a coward threatened... and he's spineless. That's why. I, I mean, Trump actually threatened P- Pence and his family, who were in the Capitol at the time, with uh, get Pence. He was not uh, patriotic. He he won't do it, or, you know, to save the country. And there were everybody was yelling, "Hang him, kill him." Whatever. If they had broken in and gotten hold of him, they probably would have killed him. And uh, I'm sure of that. And uh, point yeah. number two, all I sick and tired of hearing everything about the the Biden crime family. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Trump, you can't name one business Trump has ever been in that wasn't a scam and scam people out of money. Every business he's been in, either he had to bankrupt or was a scam. Everything from from meat to university. Well, he's a to, snake oil salesman. Uh, I mean, we know that, Carl, and, and always good to hear from my, my friend, and I do appreciate the call, Carl, and you're absolutely right. He's been a snake oil salesman yeah. his entire life. We all know that. And uh, maybe the chickens are coming home to roost. We'll have to wait and see. 702-221-7283, the number to call. Let's go to Pablo. Pablo is next. Hello, Pablo. Pablo, are you there? Yes, sir. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a TikTok a couple of it, it's You're breaking up. You're a little choppy there, my friend. Pablo, can sir, you hear us? Are you on an Obama phone, <laughs> sir? You're, it sounds like you're bouncing in and out, my friend. Pa- yeah, he's got it's got it's a bad connection. Bad connection. Give us a buzz back, my friend. <laughs> Hey, a little choppy there, Bry. Little, uh, little, little uh, bouncing back and forth. Pablo, you can call back. Try to get yeah, a better. Try to get uh, back. Try to get a better connection. But Pablo. to this point, right, right. What gets us so mad, though, Brian, is this: these people all supported the former president, and the projection that goes on left and right is just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. You people want to bitch and moan about Joe Biden and how much of a criminal this guy is and how horrible he is for the country. You supported Donald Trump. Your guy was Donald Trump. You still, to this day, support the guy. Donald Trump, to this day, still says and acts like he got screwed in the 2020 election. To this day! To this day, he still believes that. Now, with that being said, I'm going to be, I'm going to, you know, uh, to be as transparent as I can, (laughs) I don't really like this case as much as some of the other cases. For example, you know, Trump uh, pressuring, uh, you know, Georgia electors, uh, you know, we've heard phone calls from that. I think that's more of a serious case. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'd agree with you. Uh, yeah. and, and I think there are other cases out there that are probably more strong. Uh, you know, the issue I have, well, there's plenty of issues I have, but first of all, the Republicans out there like Jim Jordan, who are I- interfering in an ongoing investigation. And then people will talk about the Russia, the Mueller report. And what people, I shouldn't say people, what Republicans fail to re- realize is that Mueller said there are cases of obstruction, uh, in the Mueller report, but not enough, uh, strong enough to prosecute Donald Trump. But the Mueller report wasn't Donald Trump is innocent and he did nothing wrong. There were plenty of instances in the Mueller report where there was obstruction. Um, so I want to be clear on that as well. Uh, that was not a witch hunt. Now Donald Trump goes on Truth Social 
And he's unhinged. We all know that. He goes on Truth Social and he's going after Ron DeSantis this morning, Ron DeSantis, because Ron DeSantis made a statement about this. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said, listen, I want nothing to do with this. I'm focused on what I'm doing. And by the way, I don't have an issue with that. The guy probably wants to be the next president of the United States. He doesn't want to get involved. So then Donald Trump goes on Truth Social today and he starts going after Ron DeSantis. And say, so, oh, wait till somebody says that you had an affair or wait till somebody says, you know, goes after you. That's basically what uh, Donald Trump went on Truth Social today. Listen, he's going to be indicted. I don't know where this case is going to go from here. Uh, phone lines open 702-221-7283. And again, if you want to be a part of the conversation, that number is 702-221-7283. It's going to make for a pretty busy news week. It's going to make for a pretty busy news day tomorrow because it's not rare, not something you maybe see in your lifetime when you see a former president be indicted on anything. It appears as though that is most likely going to happen tomorrow. And if it doesn't happen tomorrow, it'll probably happen at some point this week. And again, I'm going to go back and say this again. I can't imagine that the DA's office in Manhattan would go through with this unless they knew that there was a really good chance that Donald Trump could be convicted. I can't imagine that they would go through this without sufficient evidence put forth by the grand jury that looked at all this. Uh, that would say you'd say to yourself, OK, we got enough to go get him. Well, we're not totally shocked, though, Brian, right? Because this is the former president, someone that breaks norms, is he not? He's the first president ever that's had his compound in his home raided by, by, by law enforcement down in Florida. He was the first one to do that. So this isn't shocking at all, to be quite honest with you, that this is going down. It's just going to be uh, the question for me yeah. and for a lot of people is are, is it going to be something that is followed through? To, is going to be followed through on, right? Or is it going to be something where you know people are going to are going to be strong with their convictions and move forward? Is the evidence going to be presented? Is the charge going to come through? And is he going to have to actually face the music and face a charge in this situation? You know, again, I'm going to r remind Republicans about this who think this is weaponization and going after political figures. You guys were the ones that created Locker Up. You guys were the ones that weaponized or at least attempted to weaponize our justice system. You guys are the ones that didn't comply with subpoenas, the Jim Jordans of the world when it comes to the January 6th committee. You guys are the ones that are trying to cover up for the orange turd now. You guys are the ones that had eight investigations into Benghazi and Hillary Clinton, which found no criminal evidence of any criminality whatsoever. But you didn't lead one investigation or two. You led eight. And now we have the DA in Manhattan... And listen, Donald Trump may have broken the law. He might not have. I would assume he probably did. And now all you Republicans have a problem with this case and you have a problem with this story. Let me be very clear. It doesn't end here for Donald Trump. He pressured the electors in Georgia. There is absolute evidence of that. We've already heard a couple of the phone calls he's had. There's now a third phone call that's out that grand jury has, has heard. That, beyond the shadow of a doubt, to me, is breaking the law. We know what he's done with with uh, with his children when it comes to Eric and Don Jr. and it comes to his charities where money was stolen from those charities. We know that Ivanka Trump and the money she made from China. We know uh, Jared Kushner and the $2 billion investment he received from the Saudis. But Republicans don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about a private citizen and a Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's laptop. These are the stories that they want to talk about. And then when it comes to the president and an ongoing investigation, Republicans want to fear, interfere in an ongoing investigation. And it's disgusting. All right. Here's what we are going to do, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to take a break.
And when we come back, speaking of far-right Republicans that I have no respect for, one of them would be Lauren Boebert, GED Lauren Boebert. Um, the guy we have with us on the line coming up next, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. He's got ongoing litigation with Lauren Boebert. She threatened to file a lawsuit against him. Now he's filing a lawsuit against her. His name is David Wheeler. He's the president of Muckrackers Pack Incorporated. The guy that's basically personally responsible, at least in my opinion, um, of Madison Cawthorn losing re-election campaign. This guy put out stories about Lauren Boebert and about Lauren Boebert possibly being an escort girl and a lot of other shenanigans that uh, are very interesting. She threatened to sue him. And now he's suing her. We're going to talk a little bit about this lawsuit. And uh, we'll probably get into it with David Wheeler about his websites, too. Fire Bobert, Fire Cawthorn. Oh, man, they're, they're pretty cool. They're pretty awesome websites, by the way. Uh, so we're going to get into it with him and talk a little bit about this lawsuit. Does it have merit? Uh, interesting. I'd love to see Lauren Bobert on the stand. I'd love to see her under oath. So we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be speaking with David Wheeler. He is Chris Wynn. I'm Brian Shapiro. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. So glad you could join us. Wow, what a busy news day. Uh, Donald Trump, it appears as though he's going to be indicted tomorrow. We'll continue to monitor this situation. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of stories out there that I follow and a lot of entertaining websites. And the guy we have with us on the line right now certainly has a few of them. Uh, Fire Lauren Bobert, Fire Madison Gawthorne. These websites are actually uh, pretty cool. I, I, listen, I like anybody that holds our political p- uh, figures, uh, hold them to the fire, so to speak. And he's gone back and forth. He's had a little spat, this guy. With Lauren Boebert, uh, it's uh, over the last few years. He's a North Carolina political activist. Uh, he is David B. Wheeler. He's the president of a Muckrackers Pack Incorporated. Now, uh, it appears as though in a, uh, defamation suit, if I'm not mistaken, against Lauren Boebert. So I certainly want to get his take on that and many other issues. David Wheeler joining us right now. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good, Brian. Glad to be here. Glad to meet you and Chris. Thank you. Appreciate that, David. Uh, okay, so let me make sure I got this story right. You put out stories on Lauren Boebert, um, some salacious stories uh, with your sources. She goes on Sean Hannity's show. She threatens to sue you. She never does. Uh, you put out this lawsuit that, uh, in Colorado, uh, and a judge throws it out, and now it's back on. Is it? Do I have that accurate? Explain that to us. Uh, the only inaccuracy would be... Um, Hold on, let me turn the volume down here. Would be in, uh, we filed originally in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then um, the judge didn't throw it all out. I mean, they asked the judge to dismiss it based upon venue, jurisdiction, merit, and a couple other items. And and we knew going in that jurisdiction and venue were likely not going to fly with the judge. And so that's what the judge dismissed on. And, and in his... Uh, ruling he said it should be uh filed anew in uh, colorado okay gotcha david okay so explain to me why you filed in court again and what are the damages here and why did you file this against lauren bobert specifically well uh first of all uh our story is based upon facts uh that our uh supporters and and some of our uh, sources gave her, gave us. And I think at the time she probably thought we were lying. You know, we came out and we said that uh, she was a paid escort uh, and that she had had two abortions. And obviously we don't care about that uh, other than the fact she's a complete hypocrite and she votes against uh, legalizing sex work as well as uh, uh, criminalizing abortion. Uh, so, you know, here's a woman that is the biggest hypocrite in Colorado, as far as I'm concerned. And so we put those, that information out again, based upon, uh, most of it's based upon recorded phone calls that we had with our sources or recorded interviews in person, Mm -hmm. as well as some text messages, email and other written, uh, documents. So, you know, we're, we're very solid on where we came up with this information, why we put it out. Right. And then she proceeds to uh, uh, try and defend herself by tearing us uh, a new one. And, um, you know, that's fine in politics. If she would have said it once or twice on maybe one show, uh, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. But she went on numerous shows across the United States. Uh, She won Hannity's radio show, Hannity's TV show. She went on Mike Huckabee's show. She went on Tommy Lauren's show. And, you know, in total, we're talking probably tens of millions of of combined viewers and listeners to those shows. Not that they're worth listening to. But uh, and and here's what she said, uh, Brian. Here's what she said that yep. that 
put, put me over the edge and put the lawyer over the edge on defamation. She said that I knew what I was uh, alleging was false and that I said it anyway. And that's, that is, if I, if I did that, sue away. You know what? I actually should be sued. But you know what? I've got a, I was a paralegal uh, for four years in Chicago. I, I know, I, I don't know the law intricately. I'm not an attorney and I'm not pretending to be one, but I know how, how far you can push this stuff. And I would never push it over the line to the point that I'd risk defamation uh, or go, having to go to court to answer for myself. You know, I've got three kids, right. three young kids. I'm not going to jail over. I'm not going to jail for Lauren Bobert. I'll tell you that much. Right. I don't think many would, David. Well, listen, I think you have a case. But uh, let me go back to some of the things that you guys have uh, with your sources have said about her. And let me ask you this. Do you believe with the sources that you have that Lauren Boebert actually did have two abortions? And you do you actually believe that she was an escort girl based on your sources and the people that you guys talked to? Absolutely. We haven't backed down once. Mm -hmm. uh, even when she came at us, you remember she was on Hannity's show, uh, I think it was June 16th, 2022. Uh, you know, your uh, listeners may not re have all those details in hand, but I think the thrust of it was that she was coming after us. She was going to sue us and sh she was going to sue me into oblivion. Mm -hmm. She was also going to turn me over to the local DA for violating Colorado pre-election law that said I couldn't assert anything against her 30 days prior to an election. Well, none of that happened, dude. Right. She, she didn't file a lawsuit. We haven't heard a peep from her attorney. Uh, and I, we actually reached out to the district attorney there and he hadn't heard from her either. So, you know, she's all hot air. She blows smoke. I think what happened was she probably sat down with counsel, uh, legal counsel, and they said, well, is any of this true or potentially true? And uh, and the, the lawyer didn't get the answer he was hoping for. And he said, we don't have a case here. So I was just going to why would we file and get you in further trouble and make this yep. guy famous? <laughs> that was my next point, David. Uh, I was just going to ask you about that. You know, does it doesn't it speak volumes to the fact that she never sued you guys? Uh, if, in fact, you were putting out information that was blatantly false, let's just say for, for mm -hmm. argument's sake, she would have gone through with the lawsuit. But you're absolutely right. The fact that she didn't go through with this lawsuit, and I'm sure she sat down with her counsel, leads me, and I think any reasonable person would agree, that the stuff you guys put out is most likely true, and she wants it to go away. Uh, but guess what? That's not how this country works. It's not going to go yeah. away, and I'm glad you, you you kept that stuff out there. And here's a woman. Well, I, here, yeah. here's the interesting thing. You know, one of you remember um, I, I worked on the Obama camp, Obama campaign as mm -hmm. a advanced guy in 2017 or 2007 in Iowa. And one of the things that I always became impressed with him about was the fact that you know he would let others kind of shoot their messages out and maybe shoot themselves in the foot. And then he would respond later. He was very patient in, uh, with some issues, it, you know, he wouldn't just rush to the cameras and give a, uh, response to something. Well, that's the, that's really interesting that what's happened here is number one, we put out the allegations. She fired at us, said we were a bunch of liars. We were going to sue you to the uh, cows come home. Uh, be honest with you. I was, I felt threatened at that time. I started getting more, uh, hate mail. I started to get more um, death threats. Um, and I had a couple guys show up at the door at my home. Uh, thank goodness the kids weren't here. Mm. But um, 
you know, I, I started thinking, well, God, she's got $6 million in the bank. She's got every lawyer that she could possibly want. So, you know, she kind of won that round. We backed off. We let her do whatever she was going to do. Um, but the chickens have come to home to roost now almost a year later and that she's lost credibility with people that maybe even were supporting her last fall. They're like, well, wait a second. Where, where's the lawsuit you promised against this guy? Right. So, you know, the Obama principle of kind of let them hang themselves and then come back with the facts um, has played out really well for us here. David, of course, a lot of us want to see what the end game actually is when it comes to this. Obviously, her opponent in 2022, which is one of the more the closest congressional elections during the 2022 election uh, term uh, went down in, Cal- in in Colorado. He's already declared that he's going to be running again in 2024. You guys and uh, your your PAC, Muckrakers uh, uh, PAC, had a uh, obviously a, an influence in, on the election in North Carolina with Madison Cawthorn. So what are your expectations as far as an end game here for 2024 with respect to this election in Colorado? Yeah, let's let's we could set the legal machinations aside. We've mm-hmm. we've committed and our donors have committed to getting rid of her yep. uh, in any legal, factual way we can. I mean, one of the things that folks need to understand is, you know, we're not we don't throw around a bunch of crap. I mean, we focus on facts. We dig deep mm-hmm. and then we we either partner with media and, and they put it out or we put it out ourselves. Sometimes it's too salacious or too controversial, even for uh you know, some of the uh, online news organizations. In 2023 so we, America, we David? I don't know about that, my friend. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's 2023 well, United States of America. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to get too salacious. Our, uh, our biggest claim to fame is probably, you know, the Madison Cough, Cawthorn right. uh, face humping deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a family show, so we'll keep it clean. But, um, you know, there, that had been shot to probably every news organization in Washington before they came to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just too hot for, for most people to do. But, you know, we focus on facts and, you know, we're determined to get her out. I think she yeah. will self-destruct. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to wait. We're going to, you know, we monitor everything she does almost every day of the week. Sure. And um, when she lies or cheats. We sure. Well, you're not going to. D- David, you're not so going to get an argument. Guy. You're not going to get an argument for me. I mean, to me, Lauren Boebert, uh, GED Lauren is what I like to call her because, as you know, she l- late got her GED just so she could run for office. She's never accomplished anything in her life. Her husband is despicable, exposing himself to children at a bowling alley. I'm not sure it gets much worse than that. Uh, but yet she wants to talk about pedophilia when, you know, her husband is r- sitting right next to her, at least for now. Um, yeah, she's despicable. She's ignorant. Uh, she doesn't care about anybody else but herself and she wants to remain in power. And I love what you guys are doing with that being said, David, I want to get your thoughts on Donald Trump. Uh, I'm sure you have some opinions on what's going to be eventually going down, maybe even tomorrow that Donald Trump is expected to be indicted in uh, another juicy story. I guess you could call it that when it comes to stormy Daniels, Mm -hmm. David, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, and what are your thoughts on the way Republicans are responding to it? Well, our friend Lauren has come out and uh, and endorsed him for twenty four. Uh, Lauren Boebert, um, I, you know, I think he's not above the law. Let's let the law take care of him. I I've, I listened a little bit of the uh, beginning of your show, and I I agree with you that uh, first of all, um, he may not be indicted. We don't know, and, and anything that Donald Trump says, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But you know, 
I, I've been around the law. I've been around criminal investigations, uh, not personally, but uh, professionally. And, you know, the DA is not going to get too far out of him uh, over his skis on this one. Um, if if he's got something, he'll indict. If he doesn't, he'll let it go. You know, this, they're professionals. And I, I, I trust them. And I don't think politics is being played into this. As a matter of fact, I think he's probably getting more uh consideration than he's probably due you're probably right david um if you uh if i had to ask you your opinion on who you would like to support in 2024 uh do you i guess it's a two-part question number one do you want joe biden to run again if not who would you like to see as far as the democrats go uh running for president in 2024 well um that's an easy one for me i'm a big joe biden fan i actually met him in 1986 i was working in iowa for uh uh a candidate that hosted him. I, I drove with with then Senator Biden, spent some time with him. And then subsequent to that, I uh, when he ran in Iowa a couple other times, uh, I was able to spend some time and, and not necessarily get to know him personally, but I trust him. I think he's been a great president. I mean, look at everything uh, mm-hmm. that has happened in the last two years. Um, and I think he's an honorable gentleman. And age is obviously an issue, but I'd rather have an older Joe Biden than a scumbag like Trump. Oh, listen, there's no question there. I think most people would agree with you on that. But do you, with that being said, you think Ron DeSantis has any chance to defeat Donald Trump on the right and, and, and be their nominee? Or do you see it being Donald Trump, even with all these possible indictments, uh, you know, in the future? You know, one thing I learned, um, I ran for the state Senate out here and and the guy I was running against was nearly indicted. And I think he would have won had he even been indicted. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't think DeSantis has a chance. I think uh, out here in North Carolina is, is Trump territory. I live in a rural part of North Carolina, and it's Trump 24-7. I think, uh, you know, once Trump has run, 28 will probably be DeSantis' year if he's uh, still around. Right. And uh, so I, I think it's Trump. Yeah. Undoubtedly. I what, tend to agree. What fascinates me, Brian and David, is that the discussion, you, and David, you just brought it up, as far as Joe Biden, obviously age is something that we, you know, take a look at. And we understand that 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 people are going to focus on it. But they act like Donald Trump is some spring chicken. Donald Trump is maybe three or four years younger than Joe Biden. So this whole idea, right, that yeah. Joe Biden is just so far past his prime and that he's on the verge of dementia and just being unable to govern on any serious level. Yeah. But Donald Trump, you know, is, is because he's, you know, he's 76 years yeah. old. Yeah. You know, the the idea to me, David, it flat out, you know, is just a, another indication that you know, we th- there's a lot of a lot of scenarios that present themselves when it comes to observing political candidates where it's very difficult to take pe- people seriously, David. I'm sorry, it just is. Yeah, no, I agree. I and I think if you're if you're a union guy in Vegas, uh, you know, culinary worker, yeah. Joe Biden's your guy. If you're a uh, an elderly person in in Nevada somewhere, you know, Joe Biden's your guy. I mean, th- these guys will just de- try and decimate. Any of the Medicare um, or other social ish, uh, social uh, welfare assistance that's out there, and they've they've said it publicly. If, uh, so I don't I don't know how anybody could support anybody other than Biden, and and the Democrats need to just shut the f up and and get uh, behind him because sometimes we are our own worst enemies. And yeah, and if we don't get behind him now, 
um, you know, we're going to have some problems in about six months. And, so and I, David, I would... you can speak to that because you're someone, of course, who has, you know, a decades of experience when it comes to, you know, executive leadership in event. Man- I, I believe in uh, as event management, the in- industry that you're in. I've been in the service industry for upwards of, you know, 27 years as well, too. So you're, you're talking, obviously, uh, you know, something that hits close to home with respect to Las yeah. Vegas and, and yeah. the unions no and uh, and how this, you know, how yeah. this town runs. Oh, no, no question. Uh, if you're just joining us, by the way, David B. Wheel, the president of Buckrack. Pack Incorporated, uh, another uh, lawsuit put forth uh, between his organization against uh, Lauren Boebert. A couple more quick questions for you, David, and we appreciate your time. Uh, how do you deal with MAGA Republicans in North Carolina? Because, you know, I do a radio show here every day. I have to deal with flat earthers, people that believe Donald Trump still won the 2020 election. People out there that believe, you know, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have committed war crimes, you would think. I mean, people out there that just do not live in the basis of reality, that think Donald Trump is the second coming and that it's the Biden crime family. I mean, how do you deal with these people who go after Dr. Fauci every day, who say COVID is a hoax, said it was a hoax for years? How do you deal with these people? Mostly ignore them. <laughs> you know, I'm in a I'm in a position where I can. You guys yeah. can't. But, right, yeah. um, you know, there you know, there's been a whole evolution of how we all tried to deal with these folks. First, we tried to understand what what were they even thinking? How could you think that way? And then when we realized they weren't rational thinkers, we tried to convince them otherwise with facts. And then that didn't work. So uh, we kind of just took the position of just talk to me, tell me what you think, and then walk away from it. Right. I'm at a point where I just, I don't care what they think. And they just need to go live in their own space in in their own head and um, realize that they don't speak for the rest of us. They may have those beliefs, but you know, in my political world, I just ignore them for the most part, or you know what I do what most Democrats do don't do is I push back and tell them they're full of it and get out of my face. And I can be just as mean and nasty as you are, but uh, you're not going to convince me one way or another uh, that, you know, Trump is uh, president and that there was this massive conspiracy and all this other crap. Anybody who, so any, anybody who I listens- think Democrats got to get better about pushing back and just tell them to shut up and give them some. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. I, I do enjoy uh, debating MAGAs because it's pretty easy to destroy them on the radio. But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it gets a little frustrating. I have to ask you this, David. If uh, the cameras are off, there's no audio and you're in a room alone sitting at a table with Lauren Boebert. I want to know. Not in a court of law. I want to know just you know, privately having a conversation with her, which I would imagine will never happen. But if it did, David, what would you say to her? I've had, I, a really good question, Brian. I've actually offered to do that. Um, to sit down and if she needs somebody in the room to record it or whatever. I, I would like to just ask her some very, very simple questions. Number one, um, why is it you feel the need to just lie? I mean, and give her some examples. And secondly, do you know what your job is? Your job isn't to, as Adam Frisch, who's running against her, uh, Adam, AdamFrisch.com, mm-hmm. uh, or AdamForColorado.com. Great guy. He's, he he's, calls it angertainment. Uh, I think it was coined by somebody else in Washington, but Adam uses it uh, with that, with permission. And, you know, why is it? that everybody's the enemy. Why is it that you think Democrats actually want to kill babies and 
um, think they're all elitist and above everybody. That's not the case. I mean, I, I, I'm astounded that, you know, I'm a small business guy and I've worked for myself since I was 22. Uh, I still believe in liberal values. Uh, but you would think the way these folks talk that they believe all Democrats hate all business people that we want a hundred percent tax rate and, um, abortion should, you know, be available at the local car wash. And that's not the case at all. I think we're all for reasonable, uh, restrictions about, uh, around abortion. Let a woman decide what those are, not me. And, so I just ask, you know, where does this anger come from? Where does this meanness come from? And how can we help you get out of that bubble? Because you're a member of Congress and members of Congress can do great things. I mean, even if you're in the wrong party or the opposite party in control, you know, there's just there's tons of projects that her district is missing. And that's the worst part of having a, a crazy person like her in Congress is the the constituents in that district are not getting what they paid for. Yeah, David, uh, there's a reason why, roads, right? Not getting bridges, oh. etc. So. So David, there's a reason why, right? That we do put together people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. It's because they had that outrage, right? They had that select that selectivity when it comes to issues that they love to put out there and complain about and bitch and moan about that it doesn't necessarily they don't necessarily have solutions to problems. Right. There's not any sound, logical approach being taken by MTG or Lauren, Bo- Lauren Boebert when it comes to issues. They just like to complain about it. And that ends up being yeah. their message, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, but Brian, where has it gotten them? I mean, where's where's Lauren Boebert in the hierarchy of political uh, figures in our country right now? She's in at the bottom. I Nowhere. mean, yeah, not no only question. did she piss yeah. off Kevin McCarthy, but she's yeah. pissed off all the Democrats. And she only won by 546 votes right. in a district, guys, right. that yeah. was plus 18 Trump. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, right. she's not doing anything right. And politics is supposed to be additive, not subtractive. I agree. Yep. You're supposed to add votes mm-hmm. to the way you conduct yourself publicly and deal with constituents. And yeah. she's she's she doesn't understand that you have to add on top of what yeah. uh, you won last time in order to in order to win this time. Yeah. I, I predict she's going to go down this time by, Agreed. you know, probably four or five points. Yeah. Um, I think people are just done with her. I agree. All right. So I asked you all these good questions. Uh, I get to ask one really borderline inappropriate stupid question if that's okay david because it's uh, shapiro you yeah, do that right of course yeah. do you think there's any chance Ask two or three i love it uh, minimum <laughs> okay it's fine minimum one david okay. do you think there's any chance down the road that lauren bobert could be employed at a brothel just outside of las vegas nevada i um <laughs> i can see her owning a brothel i don't necessarily think she's gonna she's gonna be a brothel uh uh employ or a, a brothel Brothelie, I don't know what you call that. I can see her owning one, and her husband he would he would be a great John. I mean, he would. There are rumors about that. I'm, we're not going to go there, but um, yeah, I can see the two. Well, of them he just kind of went there. We've already. Got some yeah. young boys that could probably help park cars and pour beer. And uh, is it possible like that down the road? Can we get? Uh, can you get some of the customers that were at Lauren Boebert's former restaurant that uh, got sick, right? You remember that story that oh, her yeah. restaurant got a bunch of people food poisoning, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. 54 people after eating her uh, 
I think it was uh, pork sandwiches, pork sliders at our county fair. 54 people reported they got sick. So she and she lost a uh, I think she lost a license over that, too. She did. And she was serving beer to kids at the golf course through her uh, restaurant on the golf course. And she lost her liquor license because of that. So, you know, this woman's a real winner. She's got a whole rap sheet about literally two pages long. And I'm not exaggerating of incursions or problems with the law and she never shows up to court either so they have to issue bench warrants for her. um this person's a piece of work man if you had to uh last question all right i'll put you on the spot here if you had to give a one two sentence definition if lauren bobert was a vocabulary word in the dictionary how would you define lauren bobert as a definition of what she is what is what is lauren bobert Lauren Bobert is a very sad woman who is worthless and weak. I don't disagree. That's a very definitive statement. <laughs> I'd have to be on board with with so much of that. Uh, well, David, now, uh, in, in, yeah. in her lawsuit, when she brings this up in front of the jury, they're mm-hmm. going to have to play this part, too. Yeah. That is my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. I am as well. Uh, I, I call her trash. That's that's kind of the word. I GED. Uh, Lauren is what yeah, I think she gives trash a bad word though, or a bad name. You're probably right. You know, she just she's not very intelligent. And and one thing you got wrong about her GED, it took her four tries, dude. And they, <laughs> they finally they finally gave it to her out of sympathy. I think I didn't know that. Wait, hold on. It took yes. her four tries to get her diploma. So so David, we have to push yes. back on Brian's statement. Brian made that statement saying that she's never done it in her life. I gotta say, she was perseverant when it came to getting her GED, Brian. You know. <laughs> And she did own that yeah. restaurant, you know, which everyone's packing heat. And, yeah, you know, and David, uh, why can't we find in Colorado? A, why can't we find so a she guy? Did do something. Why can't we find a guy that hired her for the hour? <laughs> like, is there any way you can find somebody that was an actual customer? Or maybe you already did. Well, 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 that's a very good question, Brian. And um, <laughs> on advice of counsel, <laughs> um, and in all seriousness, we. Uh, we have received recently even more information that we're ferreting out right now. Um, like hourly rate you know and what? all that stuff? Like specifics? Yeah. You know what? Why don't I, uh, let me get through it with these guys. We've okay. got to verify these photos are real. Okay. And that's going to take a couple days Okay, because um, of all the deep fake crap out of there. Why don't I come back on your show if Love it's you. real? Love you to and do that. We'll, I'm not sure we could share the pictures. <laughs> Well, we can talk we can about share them. the substance of them and where they came from and what we intend to do with them. Fair enough, because Chris Wynn, my co-host here, is looking for a deal on an hourly rate. So, uh, <laughs> well, no, in all seriousness, David, uh, some of this is fun to talk about. No question. But I do appreciate what you do on a serious note. You hold these politicians to account and you call it the hypocrisy. And I appreciate anybody that does that. And uh, I appreciate what you're doing. I mean, you're part of the main reason why Madison Cawthorn is no longer a politician, the definition of a liar. Uh, and I appreciate what you do, David. You're always welcome back on the show. And uh, I look forward to uh, having another discussion with you down the road. Okay. Thanks, David. Okay. Anytime, guys. Appreciate Thanks, Chris. It. Thanks, Brian. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Have a good you too. That's David Wheeler, the president of Muckrackers Pack Incorporated. And uh, look at that. I got a promise that maybe we could get some more salacious details into the possible alleged uh how do I even call this? Lauren Bobert, possible legal prostitute? No, illegal prostitution, right? No, um, she was apparently the, the the allegations that she was an escort. Yes, right, and that uh, and that, that that she worked in that yeah. industry. I mean, it's see, look, see, see uh, when again, 
This isn't anything that would be considered illegal, you know, but in in her, you know, political ideology, it absolutely is, right? It's, right. It'd be a huge strike against her with respect to Republicans. So Chris, that's, can I ask that's you why serious, she's fighting it so hard. Can I ask you a serious of, question? That. Would you be a customer? Ah, uh, probably. You would. I probably would, yeah. You would. What would be to, the price? To, to, to the point that that's a serious question. It's very hey, Mark, serious. Hey, Mark, and PTL Nation out there, I love you. He, he, he presents it as a serious question. It's I think awesome. it's very serious. That's solid. So you would that's be a customer. Right so there, you Mark would be Shapiro. Lauren Bobert's customer. I like it. You're saying you would be you would be a customer. We had this discussion with John, our car, our faithful caller, friend of the show. <laughs> we talked about this, Brian. You're just not don't on board. I don't know why you're not on board. Don't get angry there at me. There are okay attractive looking okay i'm talking about looks yeah not talking about their you know from the neck up i couldn't I'm talking look about, i'm talking about looks couldn't look at there her are attractive face. republican women out there lauren bobert happens to be one of them i didn't say i didn't yeah. say there weren't i'm just not sure i could look at lauren bobert in the face that's all but uh anyway uh well, i mean i could look her in the face i don't okay, know what, all right, fair enough uh you know this is why i love doing this show because we talk about <laughs> lauren bobert and alleged prostitution and now we're going to be talking to lon kruger in a minute here so talk a little talk about hoops. a transition eh that's <laughs> yeah, solid yeah. Well, not the kind of transition that Ron DeSantis and many Republicans hate. Not that type of transition. No. But anyway, we are going to transition. We are going to take a break. No surgery involved. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little college hoops with one of my favorite guys to talk basketball with. Great guy. Former NBA coach. Former college coach. Uh, a guy that's taken multiple teams to the NCAA tournament. And he's gone deep into the NCAA tournament. What better person to break down the Sweet 16 than Lon Kruger? We'll take a quick break. We'll be joined by Lon when we come back. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. It's impossible. 
impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. The world-famous Radio Shopping Show weekday on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily reflect those of station staff, management, and advertisers. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits. Boy, that was a fun interview with David Wheeler. i got to be honest with you. That guy's awesome. He's welcome back anytime. Um, hey, I invite the Looney Tunes on this show, Chris, too. I mean, uh, right-wing lunatics uh, come on this show all the time. Some of them want to come on. Some of them don't want to come on. But uh, I let anyone do the show with me uh, as long as they're not insulting me. And I'm, I'm happy to have a debate with anybody. And uh, we appreciate David joining us. All right, so if you didn't uh, already know, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we're in the middle of March Madness, and uh, we got the Sweet 16 in Las Vegas, the West Regional. Boy, you want to talk about some some mega games. And I said to myself, who's somebody I can talk college basketball with that I have the utmost respect for, who's been there before, and who also happens to be a great guy, a wonderful family, and uh, so glad that uh, Lon Kruger calls Las Vegas his home. Uh, it's just a, always an honor and a pleasure to speak with him. And Coach Lon Kruger joins us right now on the line. Coach, it's a pleasure having you on again, as always. Been a little while since we spoke. How are you? I'm doing well. always appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Always an honor to talk with you. Boy, so much to get to in a short period of time. What an NCAA tournament thus far it's been, huh? First and second round games. What do you make of these first four days of the tournament? Yeah, it's uh, like a lot of people expected uh, with the parity and, uh, you know, the uh, quality of the of the lower-seeded teams. Uh, the, the top four teams didn't really separate themselves as, uh, as they might typically during the year, and uh, obviously a couple of them not even getting out of the first weekend. So it's a great event, and that's uh, – that's what makes it a, a special event, uh, the surprises, the upsets. And uh, it's great to see those fan bases uh, from a lot of different schools having those good memories for a lifetime. Lon, all due respect to Princeton. Obviously, they're very well coached, and, and you got to give them a ton of credit. But, I mean, how does Arizona lose that basketball game? I mean, I watched them, and I don't know if you went to the Pac-12. I was there. Arizona knocking off a really good UCLA team. We'll get to them. And they're going into the NCAA tournament with all the confidence in the world, right? They just won the Pac-12. How do they lose that basketball game? Well, that's, that's the nature of the tournament. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like you. I thought Arizona had a good chance. Uh, to get all the way through, uh, they uh, are talented and they're big, and uh, and yet when it gets to that point where uh, you know shots don't fall and uh, Princeton makes a little run, and then the pressure really switches uh, very heavily to the to the favorite team, and those Princeton kids played uh, played well, and they hung in there and gave themselves a chance late, and that's how you get an upset. 
Coach, do you feel like in Division I college basketball today, maybe there's more and more parity every year, and we might see in the future more 16 seeds defeating number one seeds? Do you feel like it may be trending in that direction? Very much so. Uh, even the last few years, uh, in the 15s of, uh, of 15 has been getting out of the first weekend, and uh, and I don't think there's any doubt that uh, the, the parity is there. The a lot of the teams that uh, are, are gaining upsets are older teams. The guys have been together three, four years in some cases, and uh, they're upsetting people that uh, maybe haven't played that much together. So uh, no doubt it's, it's trending that direction. What do you feel, Coach, about, uh, you know, have, I'm sure you're all in favor for it as I am, and having the, 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 the Midwest, the West Regional here in Las Vegas, having two Sweet 16 games and then an Elite 8 game. Uh, this is really exciting for Las Vegas. It's been a long time coming. We're going to have the Final Four here, obviously, in a championship game eventually. But just getting the NCAA tournament to Las Vegas, this is really exciting. I know how much you and your family love Las Vegas. Uh, this is really great for the city. It is great for the city, and it's great for the teams that come here. You know, the city does such a great job hosting uh, any event, but uh, basketball, especially in March, uh, so many uh, conferences now are playing in Las Vegas, and to have the Sweet 16 here is fantastic, and uh, those teams and fans that come to Vegas will have a great experience. So it's a win-win for sure, and Vegas will do a great job. Coach, we love the storylines, obviously, with the NCAA tournament. You love the Fairleigh Dickinsons and the FAUs. But uh, there's also teams that have won multiple national championships, right, that have been able to advance the Sweet 16. And uh, you've got, th- you got four programs that are coming here to Las Vegas. Three of them have won national championships. One has knocked on the door many times in Gonzaga. How great is that? For uh, you know a West region in which you got the likes of UCLA, Gonzaga, UConn, and of course Arkansas in the mix here in town. Uh, it's outstanding, uh, and it's one of the probably uh, you know three of the seeds that were expected to be here mm-hmm. are here. And uh, you know Arkansas upsetting Kansas is the only one that's uh, a little bit of a surprise, but uh, you got uh, you got four quality teams. Uh, teams are playing very well. If you get out of the, if you get out of that first weekend. You're playing some good basketball because those games are hard to win, and to win two of them in a, in a three day stretch is a credit to these programs, and it'll be fun watching on uh, on Thursday and Saturday. You know, coach, I look at a guy like Mick Cronin, obviously great coach, and, and I see a lot of similarities at times with what he does and what you do. You know, strong defensive minded coach, rebound and defense come first. Then we'll, you know, we'll worry about the offense. We want to run our good stuff in the half court offense. And I see Mick Cronin's style very similar to yours, which obviously clearly works. You had an unbelievable career and Mick is doing a fantastic job at UCLA. And then I look at Gonzaga and Mark Few, another Hall of Fame coach, right? But I say Gonzaga, arguably the best offensive team still left in the tournament. And then I look at UCLA as arguably the best defensive team still left in the tournament. Uh, how do you see this matchup going? Because I'm having problems here. These are two really good teams that are going to go at it. Like so many games in the tournament so far, they could obviously go either way. Uh, I think it's your, your analysis is exactly on point. <laughs> if UCLA does a great job defensively and they've got uh, some guys that can score too, but, uh, you know, to, to stop Gonzaga, that'll be a big challenge. Of course, UCLA without Clark uh, due to injury uh, certainly hurts them a little bit, but they've uh, had a few weeks now to play without Clark, so they're used to that uh, in an unfortunate way. But uh, it'll be a great matchup. Uh, I love uh, how physical 
you know, mixed teams are. I think they do a great job guarding. They just, uh, the big guys inside are long and, and very, very physical. Timmy will be a big challenge for him, but he's a challenge for everyone. But I'm sure Mick will have uh, something in store ready for that. You brought up upsets, Coach. Obviously, two number one seeds are out of this tournament in Kansas and Purdue. You coached in the Big Ten at Illinois. Uh, a lot of expectations for that that conference. Look, we understand the Big 12 was outstanding this year, as was the SEC. But I have to get your thoughts. Uh, and Look, there's a little bias here because I'm a Lansing, Michigan native. I'm a Michigan State guy. But there's one Big Ten team remaining, of course, and that's Coach Tom Izzo and his Michigan State Spartans out of that conference. How surprising is it to you that the Big Ten only has one team remaining? And your thoughts as uh, Tom Izzo advances to yet another Sweet 16. A little bit surprising that there's only one team. Uh, not yeah. surprising that Tom, Tom seems there because yeah. he's, he gets there in a lot of years. Does such a great job. Uh, of course, uh, your Spartans now going against uh, the K-State Wildcats. So we, uh, we might have to have a little wager on this one. Exactly. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. The K-State's playing well, though. You gotta, yeah. gotta be careful, but, uh, it's a, you know, a three seed there, K-State and the Spartans, of course. What were they? A seven? Yep, so it'll yep. be uh, it'll be a good matchup. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Michigan State. Uh, I haven't seen the line yet, but uh, uh, it might be a toss up. Uh, you know, even though it's a three seven game, uh, Michigan State's uh, you know credibility with regard to postseason plays, uh, you know, maybe unmatched by most. Coach, uh, you know, Rick Pitino uh, said recently, and, and obviously he's done a great job with Iona, and uh, you know, just too much talent he was facing in, in that first round game. But against UConn, but you know, a guy like Rick Pitino says, "I'm going to be coaching into my 80s." What What is the difference between that mentality and, and say your mentality? Obviously, if you wanted to still coach, you'd be coaching at the highest of levels. Why is it that you know there are some coaches out there that you know want to coach until their 80s, and then you got a guy like Jay Wright who coaches at a very young age or uh, retires at a very young age? It's everyone to their own, I guess. Um, you know, we knew. Uh, in our case, uh, our uh, oldest grand, uh, granddaughter's 10, and when she was born 10 years ago, uh, we knew that the, the activities of the grandkids would be the, the primary reason that we got out of it in, in, in terms of retiring. And, um, and we did a little bit earlier than we expected, but uh, we just didn't want to miss the activities. Uh, you know, you, you don't get those uh, days back, but, uh, again, everyone to their own. You know, you got your priorities, uh, and uh, they're all good. Uh, but our grandkids are at that age now where we didn't want to miss anything, and uh, and we're happy to, uh, happy to with the decision we made. Yeah, no, understandable. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you about the uh, Mountain West Conference, Coach. Uh, obviously, you watched a lot of UNLV games this year, and and you know the conference so well. And I wanted to ask you. You know, I'm not surprised that San Diego State made the Sweet 16. Dutch does a great job, and they got long, athletic players, and and they're built to win games in the NCAA tournament because they're so good defensively. Are you surprised, Coach, that over the years, ever since you were here at UNLV? Just seems like you're not getting a lot of teams in the Mountain West Conference that are winning basketball games. Uh, it's just it's just a reality. It's just not happening. It just seems like it's San Diego State, and then everyone else is struggling to get out of the first round. What do you make of that? Because it doesn't seem like the years where you had battles with BYU, and we know how good Kawhi Leonard was at San Diego State and Jimmer Fredette, and you guys were were winning games in the tournament. It just doesn't seem like we we've we've had that for a while since you coached in the Mountain West. Why do you think that is? It's hard to win tournament games, number one, regardless of where you're from. Uh, the fact that the Mountain West has gotten four teams in the tournament each of the last two years shows that uh, you know, the credibility nationwide is, uh, is uh, improving. 
and, and again, uh, maybe back-to-back years with four teams, maybe as strong as the league has, has ever been. But uh, we need to win tournament games. You're right. Uh, it's great to see San Diego State advancing out of the first weekend. Uh, I think our league had lost, uh, what, 11 in a row prior to right. in tournament games prior to San Diego State's win. So great to see that. And sometimes it's matchups. You know, again, this time uh, Utah State was right there with Missouri, had uh, had an opportunity, uh, Boise State, you know, right there. And, uh, you know, a lot of those games go down to a possession or two at that two or three minute mark. And, uh, and hopefully the Mountain West, you know, conference teams can convert yep. in the future. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And, yep. uh, yeah, we got to win some to keep uh, improving the credibility nationwide. All right, coach. Uh, two part question for you here. First question. In your estimation, who is the best team left in the field of 16? Second part of that is, who are you actually pulling for? <laughs> well, I'm pulling for the Wildcats, you know, the K-State group, yep. of course, having gone to school there. So that's, uh, that's a pretty easy one. Uh, uh, not at the expense of your, of your Spartans, but uh, we'll see how that goes. You know, the best team, uh, you know, again, I, I like UCLA in, in what Mick has done. Just because they're physical, they're tough, and, and Wilkes and uh, and Tiger, you know, they got two terrific players and a lot of other good players. They're big guys inside are really good defensively. I'll see. I'll be interested to see how that game goes uh, in taking on Timmy at uh, Gonzaga. Houston, of course, if they're fully healthy, their guys are 100. Uh, percent They put them uh, right there uh, in the same category. You got a couple of upstarts programs, obviously still alive, right, Coach Kruger, and with FAU as a nine seed, and then of course, as Brian mentioned at the top of the segment, the Princeton Tigers as a 15 seed. Do you see any of these, you know, these deeper seeds, these teams that are, you know, not necessarily long underdogs, but are underdogs in these matchups, advancing and maybe uh, giving us a little thrill as we roll into uh, the weekend of the Sweet 16. Florida Atlantic is. is- not just done it on the weekend. They've, they've had a great season. They've been good all year long uh, out of the Conference USA. You know, maybe obviously not the same competition as a big uh, Big 12 or, or, or Big 10, but uh, but a very good team, very athletic, uh, playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, they really play good basketball. Uh, uh, again, I think uh, that might be, you know, I, you know, Princeton's challenge is a little bit greater. You know, um, if, uh, FAU against Tennessee in the next round, uh, Rick Barnes clubs, uh, they know how to win. And they uh, really guard you. So uh, that's what makes the tournament so great. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to predict who's going to win, but uh, it's, it's a toss-up at this point. Anyone that's <laughs> making a few shots and uh, and uh, gets a key possession at a, at a critical time, uh, uh, all these games can go either way. We will, will we be seeing a Lon Kruger family sighting at T-Mobile Arena on Thursday or Saturday? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's, it's fun to go to those uh, – those games for sure. And Team Elbow is such a great arena. You know, it's, it's great to see. We went, we went, uh, caught a couple games at the Pac 12 tournament. And, uh, it's just a, it's a great, it's a great venue. And those teams are going to enjoy it. And, and, uh, we may sneak out there, but they're not sure of our schedule yet. Yeah. You, you've seen a, a few basketball games in your lifetime. So it'd be understandable if you weren't there. But that uh, coach, it is always, <laughs> it is always an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. You know, you know how much I respect you and your family and always root for Kevin and, 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 and Lon, you're the best. So I always appreciate you joining us on the show and maybe we'll see you out there on Thursday, but uh, appreciate your time as always, coach. Thank you so much. Look forward. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Lon. Uh, Lon Kruger. Former NBA coach. He was. Former college Atlanta coach. Hawks, yes. my friend. Uh, uh, coach Trey Young yes. at the end of his college career as a coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, love Lon Kruger. He's the best. Um, 
Before we get into some weekend stories, and we'll take a break, and then I'll give you some fun stories, and then I want to hear your stories. Yes. But, uh, could be gambling stories, could be stories with mom, which I plan on sharing. But um, Arizona loss was inexcusable. Uh, <laughs> you can't lose that basketball game, especially when you're up seven with uh, six, seven minutes to go. Inexcusable loss. Can't happen. My pick at the beginning of this tournament, and I'm sticking by it, and I'm with Lon Kruger, was UCLA. I yeah. don't like the injury that they have. That mm-hmm. concerns me. But in my personal opinion, you have arguably the best point guard in, in college basketball. And even though Tiger might not be an NBA player, when he's at his best, he's the best point guard in college basketball. And you have arguably the best foreman in college basketball. Uh, and I know that Drew Timmy's a, a five. I get that. But Timmy could play a four or a five. It's going to be a really interesting matchup underneath the hoop. It's, this is, to me, this is the matchup of the tournament so far. When you have two elite teams, I could see either of them winning the NCAA tournament. I could see Gonzaga winning the tournament. Absolutely. This is a really intriguing matchup. And I think whoever wins this game is going to win the whole thing, but I'm sticking with UCLA. Uh, you know, I look at what Fairleigh Dickinson did and, and it's interesting because I went to Central Connecticut State University, Chris, <laughs> as you know, in the Northeast Conference, the powerhouse Northeast Conference. And here's a team that didn't even win their conference tournament because the team that won the conference tournament was ineligible to play in the NCAA tournament. So you got Fairleigh Dickinson, um, coach is a character, by the way. And um, look, they played well against Florida Atlantic. They could have yeah. won that game. Uh, it was pretty competitive until the last maybe several minutes. Yeah. Um, Purdue was terrible. Okay. They were terrible in that game. They couldn't make shots. Um, they look unprepared. They look scared the last five minutes of the game. Guys were afraid to shoot. Fairleigh Dickinson came out swinging, unafraid, and they deserved to win that basketball game. And Purdue looked was exposed for maybe not being as good as people thought they were. Uh, a team that has been hot lately, my Yukon Huskies, and it's going to be so weird. I say my Yukon Huskies because I grew up in Connecticut. I grew up a big Huskies fan. You know, growing up, I remember the days of Duran Sheffer and Nadav Hannafeld, and then, you know, Danielle Marshall and Cliff Robinson and Khalid El Amin. Uh, Ray Allen, uh, you know, the li- Rip Hamilton. I mean, the list goes on and on with all the great Yukon Husky players that came out there. And, uh, I grew up with the Yukon Huskies and to be able to watch, um, uh, Danny Hurley, not Bobby Hurley. We can hate Bobby Hurley, not Dan, uh, Danny Hurley, who I think has done a very good job with this team. Danny right. Hurley, a very good basketball coach. They have arguably the best center in college basketball. Arguably. He is a Zion Williamson, a little smaller, but a Zion Williamson type player. He just bullies his way underneath the hoop and he's skilled and he's got a great touch. Another great, uh, great matchup. UConn, and I'm focusing on the West region here because these yes. are two mega college basketball games. Make no mistake about it. I was at my friend, uh, Paul McKeskey's house, Mo, who played for Kansas. He's heartbroken, but he told me before the game when they played Arkansas that, uh, he, he was worried. And I got to tell you, man, uh, say what you want about Eric Musselman. I know he's a difficult guy to work for. He's probably a very difficult guy to play for just ask or, or to work for. Just ask Dave Rice. But there's one thing Eric Musselman knows how to do. It's win basketball games. He wins everywhere he goes. He got Nevada to a deep run in the tournament. He wins everywhere. He's a hell of a basketball coach. He's difficult to work for. He's difficult to play for. He's getting criticized for taking his shirt off. Who cares? The guy made the Sweet 16, and and he's a hell of a basketball coach. You have, in this tournament, four, in the, in the, in the West Regional here in Vegas, four guys that are unbelievable basketball coaches. One of them we should still have, you could argue, uh, we never got, but Musselman, he would have taken this job at UNLV, but you have four coaches that are that are phenomenal coaches in my eyes. Cronin, who is an unbelievable coach, 
done a great job at UCLA. He did a great job at Cincinnati. Everywhere he goes, he wins. He's pretty good. I don't want to call him unbelievable, but the guy, yeah. the guy gets teams deep in the NCAA tournament. He's a top twenty-five team every year. Unbelievable, though. Come on. Yes, he's a really, really calm down. He's one of the best down, college sir. basketball coaches in today's game. There's no question about that. He's, he's one of the yeah. top coaches in today's game. Uh, Danny Hurley's won everywhere he's been. Uh, we know what he did at Rhode Island and how he yeah. what he did with that program. Danny Hurley's a great coach. Musselman is a great coach. Um, and, of course, Mark Few. I mean, what he's done with Gonzaga uh, is phenomenal. So these yeah. are four elite coaches right now in the game. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and these are two mega games. Yeah. I'm sensing, and I'm going with Lon on this one, I still think UCLA finds a way to win this game against Gonzaga. I think Arkansas's time is done. I believe it is going to be UCLA versus UConn in an Elite Eight game in Las Vegas, and I believe the winner of that is going to win the whole thing. Rick Pitino, after losing to UConn, told Danny Hurley, your team can win it all this year. Your team has what it takes to win it all. If there's anybody that knows how to win a national championship, it's Rick Pitino. Um, So these are going to be some really uh, interesting games. The tournament's been a lot of fun. Another disappointing, uh, heartbreaking loss for Anthony Hardaway, losing on a buzzer beater in the NCAA tournament. My heart breaks for him i mean what a terrible way to lose with seven seconds to go there haven't been that many buzzer beaters you know there hasn't but that was one of them uh nice run for pittsburgh they're in the playing game they win their first round game losing the second round but um, a lot of good storylines here but i believe um we're gonna have some epic basketball games particularly right here in las vegas on thursday and saturday this is going to be a fun sweet 16 it's a very competitive it's up for grabs as lon kruger said chris and I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. So at the top of the discussion, you brought up, obviously, stories from the weekend, my friend. Here's one. Uh, there's people that had their brackets busted, Brian Shapiro, yep. okay, yep. and PTL out there. Yep. And then there's people that had their brackets absolutely slaughtered and destroyed. And that would be me, okay? <laughs> because I had the Purdue Boilermakers winning the whole national yeah. championship. I had the Virginia Cavaliers going deep. I had... The Arizona Wildcats yep. going to the Final Four in my on my bracket. So yes, there was a lot of people that saw things get absolutely yep. slaughtered when it came to that. You brought up, of course, Eric Musselman, right, and stripping the shirt off after the big win, right? Not a big deal, and people don't want to see Brian Shapiro or see win strip our shirts Speak off in any way, shape, or form. They don't want to see that. But I thought it was cool. You know, the guy is fired up for his team, and I get it. Uh, you also talked about, obviously, UCLA and this great matchup with Gonzaga here in Las Vegas. You've got the other matchup, UConn and Arkansas, four solid programs. You've got a Gonzaga team. You talked about Drew Timmy and Julian Strother, a, a Las Vegas native, right? He was, he was uh, a guard for Gonzaga. But this is a program that's been a bridesmaid many times, but has never been the bride. They've never won a national championship, Gonzaga. So I think it would be kind of a cool storyline if Gonzaga was able to pull this out. You talked about UCLA, of course, uh, you know, pulling out a win. It's not pulling out. I mean, UCLA is a favorite in this game, a short favorite by two points in this game over Gonzaga. It's going to be super intriguing, to be quite honest with you, this Razorback UConn Husky game, because UConn, yeah, they're a three and a half point favorite, but this one could go either way. And this is a clear indication right here, uh, much like the Michigan State Kansas State game where seeding doesn't really matter to Vegas. Vegas doesn't care about seeding. Yeah. I mean, they, they, Michigan State's a, a two point favorite against the wild, against Lon Kruger's Kansas State Wildcats and Michigan State's the, the higher seed. So, uh, that Arkansas UConn game is going to be a lot of fun. I personally would love to see Eric Musselman get to a final four. I, I think it would be great. 
and uh, it would it would solidify some uh, credibility for the SEC as well. Well, too, I have a uh, I have a, getting there. I know I have a Yukon Huskies jersey somewhere. I'm not going to wear it because well, I'm, that's expected, I'm right? Listen, You're a Connecticut guy. Come listen, on, you you bring up Central Connecticut all the time, but look, Yukon is the program course, in your state, my friend. That you you brought up all the names. That what are, are big there. About? What about the Connecticut Sun? What are you talking about? Okay, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, all right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have some fun when we come back, Chris. I have three very funny <laughs> stories. I know you have stories over the weekend. I do. Share. Um, some of the stories involve my mom. One story involves a blackjack tournament. Another story involves someone stealing money from my William Hill Sportsbook account. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot make these stories up. They're funny. They're sad. And I'll share them all with you coming up next. Uh, I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. They're located at 6125 West Sahara Avenue. No appointment needed, but if you need one or if you'd like an appointment, you feel free to give them a call with any questions. 702-248-0554. 702-248-0554. You can also visit them online at saharawesturgentcare.com. I was in and out of there in 20 minutes. They will take care of you. They took care of me, and uh, I promise... Mention my name. They'll take care of you. Jessica and Andrew are great people, and they want a great facility, Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. Take a quick break. When we come back, how did somebody steal money from Brian Shapiro's William Hill account? Yeah, I'll explain that coming back, and it has nothing to do with uh, somebody giving me a losing pick. Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. It's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east 
of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a very sunny and pleasant Monday in the Valley. Speaking of pleasant and fun, me and Chris were hanging out at Jackson's Bar and Grill yesterday, located at Flamingo and Jones. Took my mom out there, uh, had some fun. Great food, great atmosphere, and great promotions, by the way, in March. Every Wednesday, well, they have great promotions every month, but this month, Wednesday and Sunday, if you earn 200 points, you get $50 in, in free slot play. You can't really beat that. And uh, I got to tell you, man, the food there is second to none. The bartenders are awesome. Chris uh, sucked back a few last night, right? Didn't you, Chris? A couple cocktails. It's uh, <laughs> it's Jackson. So, you know, a little Sunday fun day action after hitting and uh, covering yes. some Vegas Golden Knights hockey. Rolled over there and watched uh, the back end of the NCAA tournament. Yes. That was going down. And, yes, I did part. I got my 50 spot, my friend, my <laughs> promo 50 spot free play yep. after knocking out some video poker. That's right. Uh, we love it. Jackson's Bar and Grill. Located at Flamingo and Jones. Please check them out. All right, Chris, I know you have some fun stories over the weekend. I'm just going to share a few with you, and I want to get your uh, your thoughts and opinions on this. First of all, my mom's been in town this week, uh, last two weeks. Uh, feels like a year. Sorry, Mom, bad joke. Um, but uh, they're looking for a house out here. And so I told my mom, hey, Mom, I want to take you to a nice dinner, right? And uh, this is a couple nights ago. And my mom refuses to eat butter. Because she says uh, with her Bronx, New York accent, it's going to cause a heart attack. It'll block up your arteries and your heart. So I said, okay, you know, you know what? So she has this. That's sound health advice right there. Yeah. So she no eats, problem with that. She uses this. It's called Benicol. It's like a margarine, as she would call it, margarine. Uh, it's called Benicol. Okay. And she takes it with her every restaurant, which is a little strange because she also takes drinks with her. I'm like, mom, that's inappropriate. You don't bring a drink into a restaurant. That's just weird. You don't do that. But she does. I'm like, all right, fine. It's my mom. So she ran out of her Benicol. She's like, Brian, I need to go get Benicol before we go to dinner. And, and at this point, I pick her up. It's like 6 o'clock the other night. I'm really tired. I'm really hungry. And I'm getting a little annoyed. And she's like, Brian, just go to uh, Smith's. They'll have it at Smith's. Okay, fine, mom. No problem. I'll take you to Smith's. We go to Smith's. They don't have Benicol. I said, mom, I thought you told me they had Benicol here. No, let's go to Vaughn's. I'm like, no. Let's call them first. She's like, I bet you they have it. I'm like, we're not doing bets, mom. I don't want to drive there for nothing. So we call Vons and they say they have it. We go there. What happens? They don't have it. Oh, I'm of sorry. We not. had it yeah. online. So we don't go to Vons. So at this point, it's we're like an hour into this, right? And I'm starved and I'm frustrated and I'm angry. Please, Brian, can, you, can my son just take me to Walmart? So we go to Walmart. They don't have it. We are literally like two hours into this thing. We're supposed to have dinner at six. It's eight o'clock. I am furious. I'm like, mom, can we please just go eat dinner? I get angry just talking about it. We finally had dinner at like 830. I'm starving. Uh, my mom still is without Benicol and she's mm-hmm. like, why couldn't my son find me Benicol? Mom, I'm not going to go on a, another Benicol hunt at 830 when we're supposed to have dinner two hours ago. So that was very frustrating, Chris. Okay. It was a very frustrating situation for me and going on a Benicol hunt. So I'm, uh, my mom's staying at the stratosphere. And by the way, they're, they're wonderful people there. And I was invited for free 
because of my connections and who I am, because I'm such a very, because <laughs> I'm such a very important. That's good stuff right there. Such a very important person. Um, I was invited to play in a blackjack tournament where they were giving away 50,000 in promo chips and prizes, right? Free. So I'm like, well, geez, of course I'm going to do it. So, uh, I won the first round, which was the field of 64. So right, I'm in the field of 32. And I tell the guy running the tournament, when is the next round? When do I need to be back? He says 3.30. So I show up at 3.15. He's like, where have you been? Your round started at 3 o'clock. And I see this guy wheeling away. Uh, you lost. I guess that was the guy I was supposed to play. And I guess I was 15 minutes late. So I'm furious because the guy who's running the tournament told me I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be there at 3.30. So I'm complaining. And then he's like, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. I said, well, I want to speak to one of your managers. This isn't cool, man. You know? Oh, your speak to the manager guy, eh, Shap? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So anyway, they handled it. They took care of it. They didn't put me back in the tournament, but they, they gave me some good parting gifts, uh, so yeah. to speak. Um, but that was very frustrating. All right. So after the blackjack tournament, uh, I don't have a lot of money in my William Hill account, right? I'm not, I'm not loaded with cash, but I had a few you bills. Got some, you got some ducats yeah, in I, there. I, you, got, you got a little coin yeah. in there floating around. I had a few bills so, in there. Yeah. So I have the phone app, the William Hill phone yeah. app, right? As do I. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I'm in the William Hill sports book, which is at, um, the stratosphere. Yeah. And they had these kiosks. So I think my phone might have been dead. So I used one of the kiosks right. and I, I log into my account and it was right at the end of the Arizona State game. And I was trying to see if I could put a wager on the game. Yeah. Nothing major, but a wager. I opened my account up and, uh, and I'm on the kiosk there and I didn't see any wagers that I liked. So I walked away. I think I might have left my account open. Actually, that, that, well, what do you mean? What do you mean you think? Yeah. You probably did, right? At that point, That's I'm a- just giving you the play by play of what's going through my yeah. mind. Play by play here. So I, I stay with my mom. Uh, that night, and all of a sudden, I go into my William Hill account because yeah. I wanted to look at the games the next day, and I see there's zero dollars in my account. I said, wait a second. I had some money in there. What's going on? I go into my transaction history, and somebody placed a wager on the Lakers, and that was the game where the Lakers lost the buzzer beater over the weekend. Which So the bet lost. Somebody had placed a, a significant wager on the Lakers, and it wasn't me because I would have remembered that, and I didn't place it for anybody else. So I'm like thinking to myself, what the hell? I didn't lose my phone. I had my phone with me the whole time. How could somebody do this? And then I think, uh uh-oh, I logged into this kiosk at the Stratosphere, and maybe I didn't log out of it. It's not that hard to figure out. It's absolutely what happened. And look, it's it's not like they stole your money, technically, because they're just being pricks, basically. Because they can't get your money. There's there's no way to withdraw money out of a kiosk. So all they're doing is basically putting a pet down, some idiot. Some some a hole jumped on your your account happened to be still up on the screen yeah. and so he just puts in a bet just to be a jerk off and uh, you know and and well here's where you it, it would have been play. great hey would have been great if he would have won though right chap would have been great well, if he would actually won the bet here's where you come into play okay here's where uh, you enter this conversation so I contact William Hill no it was not me that put the bet in hold on if that's your there. question I contact William Hill. <laughs> And they say I have to go down and talk to Stratosphere William Hill Security because they have cameras everywhere. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I do that. I go down and I talk to them, and they were actually very, very nice. Uh, the woman that I was speaking with was great. Yeah. And uh, she's on the phone with surveillance, and she's like, well, what were you wearing? And I give them my description, and they find me, and they find the machine because the good thing about this bet was they know exactly what time it was placed. So she looks at me, and she goes, there was a short, stocky, blonde guy. That appears to have gone into your account and placed a bet. And I'm thinking, I've got doppelgangers all over the place, Shapiro. <laughs> They're everywhere. People that look like me, that resemble me, that yes, might have put a bet in for uh, you. If she said that he was wearing like a caveman Kino shirt, it would have been totally you. So uh, they know who did it. 
Uh, I guess they're going to ban the guy from the uh, property. And to their credit, they said it could take a while for them to reimburse me. They put it right back in there that night, uh, which was really cool. So I appreciate that. And uh, I learned my lesson. If you log into a kiosk, don't ever stay logged in there because some moron will think that he can place a free bet, which he couldn't. He wouldn't have been able to cash out of it. Yeah. Uh, I wish he won the bet, though, because it was almost like a free bet for me, actually. But uh, he didn't. He lost. It was an in-game wager on the Lakers, and he and he lost the bet. So I learned several things this weekend. I learned um, make sure my mom has Benacol on her before you leave the property. Your mom's not a fan of butter. We learned that. No. Um, if you're playing in a blackjack tournament, ask multiple people when you're playing because one person could be a bozo. <laughs> All due respect, though, uh, I'm very appreciative of the people there at the Stratosphere. They took care of me, and they were very They're nice They're great. The Golden Game people are great, aren't they, Brian? They, they they, are. They've taken care of us multiple times yep. when it comes to you know golf tournaments and, and uh, a, a lot of the uh, yes. spots around town yes. that happen to be Golden Gaming. Uh, that we that we frequent, yes, and of course, uh, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights games. They have a suite at the Vegas Golden Knight games, yes. and other events at T-Mobile Arena. Great suite there, great food set up. The people there, are, the people there are very nice. Uh, they've taken care of me. I'm very appreciative of them, and uh, they also feed us uh, a lot of food that tastes very good, but it might not be very good for our hearts. But right. as my mom would say, but uh, they feed us very very well. I'm very appreciative of them. They were very very nice. And uh, they took care of that situation. But I learned you got to ask multiple people uh, times. And, uh, you know, so I learned a few lessons over the weekend. Uh, I also learned that a lot of people that call themselves professional sports handicappers have 0 and 5 days and 1 and 5 days. And they don't post their losing days, only their winning days. And I have people ask me about this. And I say, well, they're, most of them are frauds. Most of them are frauds. And, and it's unfortunate. Fraudulent people that are claiming to be in the sports handicapping business yeah. in Vegas, Brian Shapiro. Yeah. Shocker. I mean, I'm just I'm just blown away by that that revelation that yeah. that, we, that that would even happen. By the way, these are of some, course it is. These are some yeah. of the same people that still say that Trump won the 2020 election, and these are some of the same people that are flat earthers uh, that attack Dr. <laughs> Fauci. So, uh, it, you know, you can you can probably judge the type of people that i'm talking about but uh, i want to open up the phone lines too chris and i want to mm-hmm. give you an opportunity to talk about your weekend i know you went to the vgk game i was hanging yeah. out at uh, big mo's house yesterday we were watching some games and i'll open up the phone lines too uh you know we had some inter- interesting interviews today talking some college hoops we're talking uh of course about the, my weekend and how it went uh and the number to call 702-221-7283 and again the number if you want to be a part of the conversation 702 702- Two two one seven two eight three. C one. How did you do this weekend? I had a lot of fun. I actually put. Uh, I had a number of wagers when it came to the NCAA tournament that didn't go down so well. But hey, that's kind of the you know that's how things swing every now and then. You and I both had a chance. If you want to extend the weekend into Thursday, last Thursday, you and I had a chance to cover that Vegas Golden Knights game against the Calgary Flames on Thursday. And then, of course, as you mentioned, they played the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, the last Eastern Conference team that they're going to play this year as we are rounding down Brian Shapiro to the end of the NHL season. We're just a matter of a handful of games left in the season. It looks like the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be a playoff team. Uh, obviously, the acquisition of Jonathan Quick was big for them as far as goaltending is concerned. Cool storyline yesterday in the game, even though they're playing one of the worst teams in the NHL, the Columbus Blue Jackets. It was cool to see Yuri Patera get his first ever home start for the Vegas Golden Knights in goal, had his best friend and his family from the Czech Republic in town to actually see the game. The Knights just laid a butt whooping on Columbus yesterday with a set to, to the tune of a seven to two win and, uh, were able to score a bunch of goals. So it, it pleased the, uh, fateful 
there at T-Mobile Arena. And we'll see, we'll see how good this Vegas Golden Knights team is, Brian, as far as, uh, what they, we, we understand that they've, they're a team that's been one of the better teams in the NHL here in the regular season. But what matters? The Stanley Cup playoffs, right? My friend, sure. It's what you do in the playoffs. And can they bring Vegas that first Stanley Cup? And if, if they're able to do that, and look, there's a question as to whether or not they can. And, uh, so I had a chance to cover that game, but this is always Brian. It's a great time of year, man, because you got, you know, NBA, NHL from a sports standpoint. You got all the stuff going on. And of course, March Madness, we're smack dab in the middle of it. And you're down to the Sweet 16 where you have some teams that you didn't expect to be there that are on the doorstep and that can make some noise. You got those, you know, the, the Princeton Tigers out of the Ivy League. Are you kidding me? With a chance to advance to the Elite Eight, you've got, you know, uh, you know, other teams like FAU. And you've got a, you know, a, a team from the Mountain West. We cover UNLV basketball, obviously, in the San Diego State Aztecs, a team that just a matter of a handful of years ago, they were a number two seed in the NCAA tournament, expected to go deep, right? You talked about Kawhi Leonard being on that team and all that. That was a, a solid team that could have gone to a Final Four. They bow out early, but you've got a five seed now in San Diego State that's in the mix as well. And of course, you still got Blue Bloods that are well, that are alive and well in the NCAA tournament as well, too. So there's all kinds of uh, uh, intriguing storylines and, uh, and prospects moving forward from a sports standpoint. That's going to be a lot of fun to take a look at here in the next few days oh, and no coming question. week and coming week. Speaking of intriguing and speaking of something to look forward to. Uh, it'd be very intriguing to me, Chris, uh, to get some video tomorrow of Donald Trump in handcuffs. Is there any chance that that can happen tomorrow? I mean, I guess there's a chance. Again, I, I want to go back to the situation where I, I don't know what the timeline is, specifically when it comes to him being, you know, uh, doing the perp walk, for example, right? We understand the indictments could come down. We understand that there is a polarizing aspect to this, right, Brian? There's, there are people in America that are talking about not, not necessarily civil war, but we're all wondering, aren't we, Brian? We're all wondering what the fringe right and what MAGA is going to do if their beloved cult leader, Donald Trump, is in fact indicted. Because we understand what their, their perception is. We understand the view that they take when it comes to this, right, Brian? Their view is Donald Trump is being persecuted by lefties everywhere. Yeah. The left wing, the, the global cabal, you know, it's controlled by Democrats. Everything is just lefties persecuting Republicans. Yeah. Or in this case, Here's what Donald Trump. Here's what I want to see. Um, and I don't, I don't know if we'll get there tomorrow, but I want right. to see Donald Trump with the handcuffs behind him and Nancy Pelosi giving him a lap dance. That's what I would like to see. I don't know if that's going to happen tomorrow or not, though. That's a, that's a scenario I did not come to the yeah. forefront of my mind, Brian. I have to that's admit. What, that's what I would Nancy like Pelosi see. giving lap dances is not something that I well, uh, pictured well, that we would be discussing on PTL on a Monday. Donald, but, hey. While Donald Trump's okay. attorneys hand Nancy Pelosi $130,000 <laughs> cash. Number to call, 702-221-7283. Again, the number to call if you'd like to be a part of the conversation. 702-221-7283. Let's go to uh, Fernando. Fernando, what's going on? Hey, Fernando. Hey. Hey guys, hey Chris, hey hey Brian. I mean, a good show. Um, we had a lot of things going on. We had the Lady Rebels go down. They went cold shooting. We got the NCAA tournament going on. I go with the underdogs. I just can't pick favorites. 
Well, let, let me tell uh, you, let, can I just, uh, before we mm -hmm. get to VGK, you bring up the Lady Rebels, mm -hmm. and I got to tell you something. I, I like Coach LaRock. Mm -hmm. She's done a phenomenal job, right? That's the op yeah. obvious, right? Mm -hmm. With that being yeah. said, she deserves some criticism, and I'm probably the only person that's going to give it to her. The reason why you got an 11 seed in the NCAA tournament is because you had a terrible out-of-conference schedule. Mm -hmm. She didn't play yeah. anybody out-of-conference, and don't cry me a river about we didn't get the respect that we deserved. You could have taken matters into your own hands and won that first-round game. I know it's tough. They played a good team. This is why, and by the way, Kevin Kruger should take a page from this as well. Have better out-of-conference games, and then the committee will give you the respect that maybe you deserve. I'm not sure the Lady Rebels deserved a better seating, quite frankly. The Mountain West Conference, for lack of a better term, sucked. And... And you know you get what you, what you what you get. That's my opinion on that. Yeah, the strength of schedule is like 121st or something like that in the nation. It's very weak. Right. Um, BGK. Okay, we got what ten goalies now. Who do you start? <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah, there's a, there's a number of them, kind of shuttling back and forth, right, from injury <laughs> to Henderson to Vegas, right, yep. Fernando? Yep. Yeah. And probably Savannah too, the Ghost Pirates. Exactly. Uh, how could I? Th how could I leave out that ECHL team, Brian and uh, Fernando? How could I do that? Yeah, yeah that's a, they're a cool team. Have a cool uh, logo and stuff like that. But um, and with Donald Trump, how dumb! You're supposed to pay cash. <laughs> yeah, right? but they, they should have just gone in with there with a suitcase and just gave it to her, right? Um, I don't right. know, man. That's what you do. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, by the way, there, there's there's Vegas lines. You can possibly place a wager. I don't know if. Uh, uh, there wasn't in-game in-game wagering on this, but I I know there's over unders on how long Donald Trump lasted with Stormy Daniels, and I heard the over under was 14 and a half seconds. Chris Wynn is Chris Wynn is taking the over. I take the under. Didn't Stormy actually comment on this? Didn't she, she go did. into uh, pretty you know livid she, detail about yeah, it? I think she did. Yes. Yeah, I think she did. You know, full full, dis full disclosure, fellas. Yes. You know, back in the day. I pay cash. <laughs> hey, you're not alone, my friend. We're here in Las Vegas. I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot of uh, money orders or uh, cashier's checks being used in these types of transactions. Fernando, I could be wrong. Again, I could be, I could be a way out there on that. Our guest, Who knows? Our guest alluded to this uh, yeah. in our second segment. Uh -huh. I do think that Lauren Boebert does take cash. So I'm just letting you know. Just so you know that. Okay. okay? All right. All right. Fair, okay, fair enough. All right, Fernando. Have thanks, for, thanks, thanks for Fernando. Fernando. <laughs> 702-2217. There are a lot of goalies in Vegas, Shap. I mean, there's tons of them. <laughs> what are you, look, you pick up Jonathan Quick. You got you got Logan Thompson, who's solid to start the season. Can I ask goalies a, everywhere? Can I ask another stupid question? You can. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, why not hire a guy to be in net that weighs 900 pounds? Why? Why? I mean, I know that's there's this thing called agility. What do you? Wait a minute. Uh, time out. Aren't you a former goaltender? I am. You're a former goalie, so you know the answer to that question. But if you, you gotta have, have some agility. But if you have somebody that the, the hard part would be getting that person on skates and dragging them in in the net. But if you have somebody that literally weighs a thousand pounds, or even better, don't you think it'd be good just to punish people with no equipment on, putting them in that? Like, like I don't know, Jared from Subway. I'd want that guy to be in net with no protection, just shoot at him. That might be defined. I could be crazy on this, but that might be defined as some type of torture. Oh, I could be wrong. Is it? You could you could be you could be violating some international law there, <laughs> Mister Shapiro. Get an out tight advocating for that type of uh, uh, that type of uh, punishment <laughs> for someone. <laughs> Get an in the net. Get an Al Qaeda guy in the net and tell him, "Hey, you can't, you can't wear." But it does make sense. Your question, kind of look. You, you can look. I think there was a commercial. I want to say two or three years ago. I don't know what the commercial was for, but they had a commercial where they had a goalie that was like 
twice the size of the actual net. They had somebody yeah. that was, it was just a monstrous dude that was like six foot six, yeah. 400 pounds that you, that engulfed the entire, you know, yeah. opening of the, of the net. And so, I, I mean, I guess it would make sense because I'm you just could, saying that there's no way you could score, I'm right? I'm just saying I mean, if, if, if you put Chris Christie in the net, it'd be very <laughs> difficult to score against him. All right, let's go back there's to the phone lines. 702-221-7283. Let's go to Edward. Edward's next. What's up, Edward? Hey, what's going on, Brian? How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Hey, I want to give a shout out from San Antonio, Texas, and I talked to you last week, and I want to say thank you so much. You got it, my friend. What's on your mind? Hey, not much. Hey, I wanted to call and say, first off, thank you for answering all the phone calls, man. The other day, I talked really fast. I was going 100 miles an hour. That's okay. You answered all my, my questions, and I was going through a slight depression, and I'll say, dude, Ooh. thank you so much for taking the time out of y'all's day to talk Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. I'm you know sorry. What I mean? I'm sorry you're going through that, my friend. There's a lot of people just like you out there that I that, uh, hope you're getting the help you need, my friend. And, and hey, we're all going through it, you know, so I'm with you, pal. Yeah, man. And talking about, and you guys are still talking about NCAA, correct? Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, all right. Final 16 is going on. Uh, I know you're picking UCLA, but are is anyone picking the Cinderella team to maybe even make it to the final four out of y'all? Um. I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to say no. Uh, I don't think. I, I think there's going to be uh, – we've seen a lot of upsets in the first two rounds, but I feel like when you get to the level of the Sweet Six – I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I just think that mm -hmm. the, the cream of the crop is going to be making it to the Final Four. And um, so, no. The answer is no. Yeah. I, I, that's just my opinion. I don't know what Chris's opinion is, but no, I don't think so. Yeah, I can, I can chime in. Look, there's only real yeah. two Cinderella's, if you want to call that. There's, there's Florida Atlantic University, which is a nine seed, and then you've got Princeton, yeah. who's a 15 seed. I don't know if anybody's necessarily going to pick those two teams to go. All the other teams have either won multiple national championships, have gone deep into the tournament many times, and are seven or higher seeds. Michigan State, I believe, is the third highest seed at seven, and it would not be a shock by any stretch of the imagination if the Spartans were able to get to the Final Four. So uh, to answer your question, I think the short answer is no. I don't think many people are picking the Princeton Tigers or FAU to to keep advancing. But we'll see. It's a tournament. It's March Madness. Put know? it this so, way. Yeah. Put it this way. There's a far better chance that Trump yeah. gets indicted this week than any of these teams that are uh, big underdogs wow. make, make it to the Final Four. Yeah, there's a, there's a much Look at that. See, see what he just did there? Yeah. See what he just did there? Brian, he injected politics into sports and combined it. That, 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 was, that is impressive right there. Yeah. Off the cuff. On live radio that's my, uh, and on you know that's via my, podcast, uh, that's the top notch. That's the Shapiro Casino cross sport yeah. uh, proposition <laughs> wagering. Better chance of a Cinderella team making it to the Final Four or Donald Trump uh, getting indicted this week. <laughs> Donald Trump is minus eight hundred. Yeah. Hey, but I did find out something this week. I will prove a few people wrong. I did go to a local store. I bought a map, a flat paper map, and I laid it down on the ground, and it did show that the world is flat. Interesting. Well, let Kyrie Irving know, and that'll re, re uh, solidify his statements. Yeah. You know what's you know what's a breaking news about that story right there is that you could actually go to a store and buy a paper map. Given that you know there's GPS and everybody has smartphones now, you actually found a paper map. That's impressive. It's, that's like finding a typewriter, my friend. Yeah. You know, like that. It's, it's like it's not. A, it's like finding a payphone out there in America. It's craziness. That's true. Edward, I appreciate I a paper map. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, find a find a paper map. Here's here's what I want you to do. I want you to find a paper map uh, and, and find out how, yeah how to get to Mar-a-Lago. You security might stop you, but if they allow you in, I want you to take a big dump in one of Donald Trump's toilets and do not flush the toilet. Okay? Can, 
Can you do that? Can you do that? Is that possible? Guys, y'all have a great right. one. Thanks, Thank Chris. You. I'm like, oh, All right, thanks. Best of if you say you're MAGA, they probably won't stop you. They'll just let you roll right in. <laughs> Especially oh, on Sundays. Brother. It's big buffet day there on Sundays, right? Mar-a-Lago? That's right here. Quality crepes and... Uh, and no. uh, and and waffles. Yes, at the yes. bar. By the way, speaking allegedly of, speaking of Mar-a-Lago, and I'm yes. going to be I'm going to be serious now. I don't want him doing that. But uh, oh, don't don't do that, Brian. No, don't don't, don't go serious on but, us. Uh, there are going to be there, there allegedly. There are some people on social media that are threatening violence. There are some people yeah. on social media that are saying uh, when the feds or or police or whoever go into uh, indict Donald Trump, that there will be armed militia there. And I've heard some rumblings of some people on social media that are saying, no, we're going to take out these agents, these cops. I hope that doesn't happen, but it just goes to show you there's a lot of crazy people out there. And I'm going to tell you this because we haven't really talked about this. We only got about a minute or two left yeah. here. But um, if, in fact, Donald Trump is indicted tomorrow, there could be violence. Um, and I hope I'm wrong. But people could get hurt. People could die. We don't want that to happen. That's why I hope that if they are going to indict him, they do it privately. And uh, they do it in a, in a way that the media doesn't find out about it until later. But even if that does happen and the media does find it out later, we're still going to see protests because Donald Trump is calling for protests. And uh, even though he says he might call out for nonviolence, there are crazy wackadoodles out there. Proud Boy members, name it. And I, I hope I'm wrong on that. I, hope I, I mean, Brian, it's just so outrageous that Donald Trump would be charged with a crime, right? It's just so outrageous because he's the former president that you'd actually have to face consequences for his action. Give me a break. And the same people, yeah, quickly, as we go down to the end of the show here, yes, the same people that are saying there could be violence or that are looking to instigate violence are the same people that were talking about it with civil war and all this nonsense. Let me tell you something. There's never going to be a civil war in America. You know why, Brian Shapiro and PTL Nation out there? It's because you have to have two sides that actually fight. And let me tell you something. As a Democrat lefty, all right, you got to have somebody to fight. And there's not going to be left wingers out there and people that if, if we, you know, in our situation, one, are not going to be out there trying to fight you. So you're going to be just fighting yourselves or you're going to be out there standing out there with your you know what in your hand with nobody to fight in a civil war. And it's kind of the way I think about this whole situation regarding violence with Trump. I think it's preposterous. I, I agree. Tomorrow morning could be a very interesting news day. All week, really. But, uh, mm -hmm. Chris, thank you for being here. For those of you Absolutely. that are wondering, Jamie D., my uh, permanent co-host, uh, will be joining me. At least he's scheduled to be here tomorrow. Uh, he had some moving issues, so he's yeah. moving in tonight. and He'll be joining us tomorrow. Chris, I do appreciate you being here, as always. Absolutely. Chris will always be a part of this show. Uh, we might mix around some days moving forward, but he will be here. And always fun watching Chris get red in the face. He could be talking about his gambling escapades, or he could be talking about Caveman Kino. Uh, or you can just yeah. be getting red right in the face, yelling at MAGAs like I do every day. But uh, I know Chris has a few friends uh, that, that do that to him from time to time. All right, Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. to, to Mark, everybody here at KSHP. We will see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great one, everybody.